Lives, lives, lives. We'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. You know, like, uh, what's his face there? I, f- I forget now. Bill O'Reilly. Bill, wasn't it Bill O'Reilly that said that? Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> I don't know that one. Uh, good old Bill O'Reilly. Uh, uh, do we miss him? I don't know. I don't, but uh, I'm sure there are people who do. Uh, anyhow, let's jump right into it this evening, shall we? You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening, and welcome to the 40 and Slip. This is episode 212. It's Lizard Man! Uh, it's been one of them weeks. Oh, a nice little batch of food poisoning. Ugh. 24 hours of fun. It's good times. Good times when your stomach hates you. That's the Apple, worst. All of suit. <laughs> I, I've said this before. I will say it again. And I don't know if I've said it on this show, but after you turn 40, your asshole is no longer your friend. I don't know that it was my friend before I was 40, but it definitely was not my friend after 40. Um, so there's that. Uh, Chris Day says, let's go. How's it going, Chris? Long time no stay. Frank Smith from Ireland. Our Irish motherfucker. He's not quite the uh, typical Irishman that I would think of. He's not like the, you know, pale fucking can't walk into the sun without a sunburn Irishman. <laughs> um, but Frank is a, a good cat. So uh, and uh, Dean. Dean's joined us this evening. Dean says Frank. So. Uh, Chris Day says, uh, I live about 20 minutes from Loveland, Ohio, where the lizard man was seen, I think, in the 60s. We'll get into that at some point this evening. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's fun and fun and uh, excitement around the world. Uh, I don't know. Crazy shit going on in the world. Is there crazy shit going on in the world? This is still a war, I think. Of some Some magnitude. We stick our nose in it. We don't stick our nose in it. We stick our nose in it. I don't know. I don't know what we do anymore as a country. I think it's crazy. Lance Windsor says hello. Hi, Lance. How you doing? Um, but yeah, it's just been a, a fucking weird week. I, uh, I actually had to call out of work and fucking that sucked. Had a had a weird night where or day where I uh, was awake for forty hours straight. That ended last night at like ten p.m. I was telling Katie before the show. <clears throat> I just could not fucking go to sleep. I was just going and going and going, and fucking little Energizer Bunny here. Got to about fucking nine thirty nine forty five last night, and finally it started to wind down. So I fucking put on a documentary. Documentaries are great to fall asleep to, especially if you've seen it before. A good documentary. Or another thing I like is forensic files. <laughs> fucking forensic files all night long while I'm sleeping. God damn it. So that I put on the, do it for me. That? <laughs> that wouldn't do it for me. I would get hooked. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, I've seen them all. Yeah, like, yeah. I've watched every episode, so I, I can fall asleep to him now. Um, so I, I, I put on this documentary that I'd seen before called Tread. And if you've never seen this documentary, it's great. It's about this guy who he's a welder and he's well known in the town that he can weld fucking anything. Like, he's just a fucking top notch welder. And he takes like a fucking a piece of power equipment, like a bulldozer or something, and turns it into a fucking tank 
and destroys like half of his fucking town. It's a great documentary. It's fantastic. Yes. Oh my God. It's so good. So good. Like if you want to read about the, the fucking deconstruction of a man and the best part about it is like, everybody's like, he was such a great guy. Like the whole time you're watching this, like there's a young kid that grew up with him and went snowmobiling with him. And he still, you know, still, still has good things to say about him. Yeah. Honestly, he did seem like a good guy. Like yeah. he really genuinely did. And there was a lot of drama. Obviously there was a lot of, um, I don't want to say reasons because there's no excuse for what he did, but right. Absolutely. But yeah. <laughs> oh God. It was, it, it, and you know, like you listen to the guys that went snowmobiling with him and stuff, you know, uh, they were just like, you know, if you, if you went snowmobiling with him, he gave you a bumper for your snowmobile. Like he would weld it onto your snowmobile. Like there wasn't a person that rode with us who didn't have one of those. Um, you know, so I, I, it's, it was, it was one of those documentaries that it really hooked me. It, it dragged me in and, and it kept me it held on to me. Uh, it's, it, it's well worth the watch people. If you've got, uh, you know, I think it's like an hour and a half, maybe two yeah, hours. I think I've watched it more than once over the past couple of years. I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. So it's well worth it. Um, I checked out the, what was the one I was telling you I was watching the other day? Um, oh, the, um gacy oh yeah i went through the john wayne gacy uh documentary the the conversations with the killer they did the they did the one with bundy first um and they released a bunch of these tapes that i guess uh one of the uh lawyers one of the part of the team of lawyers that uh was interviewing him I guess she didn't want to be identified either. Um, so they released these and they did a whole documentary series. Um, that one's pretty. I watching stuff about serial killers fucking gets me. It gets me yeah. every fucking time and seeing his like fucking body count. Like dude put up some fucking numbers. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he filled um, his basement. I mean, he filled like he the whole ran, footprint of his home with bodies. He ran out of room. Yeah. He literally told the police, I ran out of room in the basement. So fucked. And had to start throwing them in the river. Like, what the fuck? It's just so weird. And, you know, because he was, he had issues with his homosexuality, uh, was part of it. Is definitely oh, yeah. part of it. It's a huge you know, part he, of it. He, he tried to portray himself as well, not homosexual. I guess he was bisexual. Yeah, he so was I, okay I, with I, being bisexual, but he did have a problem with homosexuality. Homosexual. Yeah. Yes. It was really weird. He's it was super such bizarre. A, such a weird guy. Um, and then the whole dressing up like the fucking clown and oh, it it, it gets fucking the whole thing gets pretty bizarre. Um. If you haven't looked into the uh, the case of Gacy, um, it, it's whew. yeah. I Any actually it. hadn't watched. I almost didn't watch it. Joe found it, and uh, he's like, "Oh, you want to watch this?" And I kind of turned my nose up to it because I thought, "Ah, uh, I've seen it all." You know, I, I've watched a hundred documentaries about him. Right, right. But then I, I saw that he played the preview for, it and it mentioned that, like, you know, previously unreleased. Uh, audio recordings and stuff. So I gave oh. it a watch. I was really impressed. It definitely wasn't the same old documentary you see about him. And they didn't hyper-focus on the clown stuff, which I appreciated. Yep. It was so much more broad and in-depth than that. It was really, really good. I think one of the things that they're doing with these, um, with these documentaries nowadays that I like is they focus more on the crime and what happened to the victim. Yeah. They focus on the victim. Yeah. Not on the dude as much. Yes. Right. Of course we're all, of course we want to fucking look at the motherfucker. It's yeah, like it's a, a freak show. Yeah. It's a freak show. It's we're rubbernecking as we're driving by the accident. Everybody's going to do it. But I like that. They're not focusing on that. They're focusing on the crimes. Like how these how these things fucking affected people. 
Um, and I think I think a lot of the, that approach, like what it did to the cops, you know, stuff like that, like what the cops went through or some of these uh, investigators and what they well, even went the through. lawyer, the lawyer oh, was even fucked. Yeah. The, the lawyer for Gacy, he comes into his office one day, him and his partner, and basically out of the blue, without even any provocation, doesn't fucking tell him nothing up front. Just goes into a spiel about I've been judge, jury, and executioner to a whole lot of people. And then proceeds to just unload about everything he's done. And this is before he was caught. And his lawyer is like, after he got done, he fell asleep. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, his mind was just like. He unloaded. Yeah. He unloaded for the first time ever. So wild. Yeah. And uh, the thing that stuck me with that documentary the most was uh, the guy, there's a father of one of the victims, and I can't remember his name right now. Um, he went up to the defense attorney after it was all said and done, and he said, listen, I, I just want you to understand that I don't hold any ill will against you. You know, I know that you're just doing your job. And the, the lawyer was like, that was the classiest thing I've ever had anybody say to me in all the years that I've ever been a lawyer. Yeah. You know, so and, and people forget that they tend to right. forget that, that people are are have a right to due process in this country. Yes. We've Even forgotten criminals, about that. They have a right to proper representation and somebody's got to do it, yeah. you know. But th there's this there's this court of public opinion that's happened. And far too often we judge people guilty in the street before they've even had a day in court. And uh, we continue to want to circumvent that shit. And it's scary. Um, you know, say what you will. Uh, but the, the stuff that happened with after 9-11 with the Patriot Act. I'm sorry, people, but that shit's scary. Yeah. And anybody who doesn't think so, you're sadly mistaken. Because being able to hold people without due process, it doesn't end well. And it hasn't ended well with that because we're still doing it down there in Gitmo. As far as I know, there are people still being held. So it's fucking gross. Um, and without due process, you know. So, um, I don't know. It's a fucking weird world. And it gets weirder by the fucking minute lately. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, uh, by God, Swamp Girl's in the house tonight. Fucking everybody's showing up this evening. Yeah, it's a party. Ah. So uh, we will jump into the news this evening, I guess, uh, before we get into the topic of, or topic du jour, as they say. Do, 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 do. Oh, from IFLScience.com. Uh, our anthropologist believes ancient human species could still be alive in the forests of Flores Island. In 2003, archaeologists looking for evidence of the migration of modern humans from Asia to Australia stumbled across a small, fairly complete skeleton of an extinct human species on the Indonesian island of Flores, which came to be known as Homo floris, floris, uh, floresiensis heard that pronounced yeah. so many different ways right. or as it became more commonly known the hobbit after the small breakfast guzzling creatures from J.R.R. tolkien's the hobbit the species was initially thought to have survived until relatively recently around twelve thousand years ago before further analysis pushed the date back to around fifty thousand years but one retired professor of anthropology at the university of alberta says the evidence that the species continued existence may have been overlooked and the Hobbit may still be alive today, or at least within living memory. In an opinion piece for the scientist, promoting his upcoming book Between Ape and Human, 
Gregory Forth argues that paleontologists and other scientists have overlooked indigenous knowledge and accounts of an ape man living in the flora, forest of Flores. My aim in writing the book was to find the best explanation, that is, the most rational and empirically best supported, of Leo accounts of the creatures. Forth wrote in the piece, These include reports of sightings by more than 30 eyewitnesses, all of whom I spoke with directly. And I conclude that the best way to explain what they told me is that a non-sapiens hominin has survived on Flores to the present or very recent times. He writes that local folk zoology by the Leo people inhabiting the island contains stories of humans transforming into animals as they move and adapt to new environments, which he likens to a type of Lamarck's, Lamarckism, the inheritance of acquired physical characteristics. As my fieldwork revealed, such posited changes reflect local observations of similarities and differences between a supposed ancestral species and its differentiated descendants, he says. The Leo identify these creatures as animals, not having the complex language or technology that humans possess. However, their eerie similarity to humans is noted. That's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, I remember when that came out, the whole Hobbit thing, um, and everybody was like freaking out. Um, but I agree that, you know, the, the mountain gorilla, people thought that was a myth Yeah. for the longest time. And the indigenous people were saying, no, they're fucking here. They kept telling people, no, we see them. We see them. And people were like, yeah, yeah, sure. You dumb fucks. So um, maybe we should start listening to people. You yeah. Know? I mean, it doesn't well, like seem that unbelievable. They're not claiming it's like an eight foot tall one. You know, like this seems very much in the realm of possibility and the environment's right there for it. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. I like that shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's the type of science I want to see. You know, let's let, let's try to fucking, you know, let's try to solve these fucking mysteries. Because they're there, um, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I find a lot of this stuff where we're just like grasping at straws, like go for the shit that you can that you can get, because maybe going for the shit that you can get will get you to the shit that you can't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No. Maybe it'll get, get you the funding that you need to go. Look for something else. <sighs> Anyhow, on with our next story of the evening from news18.com. Farmer claims terrifying Bigfoot attacked ranch in the middle of the night. An ex-farmer from Canada has recalled an incident from 1981, claiming that she encountered Bigfoot, a creature that is still largely a mystery to mankind. Jacqueline Lang, who was a ranch helper back in 1981 in Canada, revisited her encounter with a strange creature that had interrupted her work with a large growl in her direction. Since the horses were all bolted, the growl couldn't have been there, she claimed. The Daily Star reported Lang saying that she used to work on a horse farm in Manitoba. One night when she went out to, to the oat shed during winter, she heard a wham against the back wall. She said that it scared the shit out of her. And she left the shed in the expectation to see the geldings, but there weren't any. <clears throat> Jacqueline added... I then heard shuffling next to me in the shadows behind the shed. I backed up until I could see a head and shoulders taller than the line of the shed. It looked one way, then the other, and turned back, staring at me. Jacqueline then heard a growl from the creature, which wasn't a screaming one, but a rumble, and she could feel it vibrating in her chest. She then panicked and ran for the barn to get her helper and tell what she had just witnessed. Jacqueline claims to not have been the only witness, and a bunch of farmers ran back with pitchforks to challenge the beast. Bigfoot researcher Matt Moneymaker suggests that the description of the creature by Jacqueline matches their research, and he finds no reason for the story to be fictional. This isn't the only time there have been <clears throat> there's been a sighting of Bigfoot. British explorer Eric's, Eric Earl Shipton took a photo while trekking through the Himalayas in 1951. The photo was of a footprint that allegedly belonged to a Yeti. In October 2012, a group of siblings went on a hike in Provo Canyon and filmed bullshit. Ladies and gentlemen... Look up your stuff. Yeah, the stuff in Provo Canyon, I do not believe in, by the way, folks. So, uh, and in 2007, a hunter named Rick Jacobs captured some incredibly clear photos of a creature he claimed to be Bigfoot in Pennsylvania's Allegheny National Forest. Why Why do they go to stuff that, uh, that, uh, that makes me wonder. I say, well, they already mentioned Matt Moneymaker, so. 
yeah, that kind of ruins a lot for me right there. Uh, but yeah, the Provo, I personally, you know, you can think what you want, folks, but the Provo Canyon footage is dog shit. Um, I happen to know a little bit about that. But anyway, uh, what do we have next? From the New York Post.com, I stayed in a haunted hotel and saw a ghost pee in my closet. <laughs> The rising star actor Matthew McNulty details his spooky supernatural experience in a haunted hotel. Matthew, 39, plays Tom Rees, the estranged father of murdered teenager Nev Kelly in the crime drama. Talking about his unusual experience, Matthew began, One time I was in a hotel half an hour from Galway in the middle of nowhere on the west coast of Ireland, which was known for being haunted. I'd had a few drinks, went to bed, and I had a vision of an old guy. First he sat on the bed, then he peed in the wardrobe. I was like, what are you doing? Then I woke up. It was just a very vivid, real dream, alcohol-induced, but I guess there might be a little something in that. At least it wasn't me that peed in. So he had a fucking dream that somebody peed in the wardrobe, and we're talking about it like it's a ghost experience. What the fuck? (laughs) Dude, you were hammered. (laughs) You're in Ireland. You're hammered. No ghost. Are, are, go. Is he sure there wasn't somebody else that was there with him that was also hammered? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to stop that story right there. <laughs> just because. I'm just, I'm going to use some editorial fucking, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Discernment? That. This is a better word. Fuck, I can't think tonight. Uh, that's what I get for taking a nap right before the show. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Our next story of the evening uh, from Cleveland.com. Haunted house performer in Myrtle Beach shot by visitor after scare, police say. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. A performer at a haunted house was wounded when he was shot by a man who was going through the attraction with a group of people. What are you doing? Taking... Being armed going into a fucking haunted house. Well, why, why? How did they allow that? Right. Like, what the fuck? Oh, uh, you get patted down at the haunted houses around me. They police check you. say Keel Latrell Brown is charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor in connection with the incident at the Hollywood Wax Museum haunted house. But additional charges are likely. Brown and several others were going through the haunted house Saturday when they were scared by the performer, police say. A person in the group fell down and a handgun reportedly slid back and hit Brown in the foot. Brown tells police he thought the gun was a prop and fired twice, hitting the performer in the shoulder. What the fuck? Oh, my God. Uh, According to the Associated Press, authorities say Brown was charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor because he gave the gun to a 15-year-old after firing it, even though he was told it was real. The performer spoke... It gets better and better. The performer spoke at the suspect's bond hearing and said the man looked at him before firing, and since the shooting, he is struggling to work and can't sleep. Police said they are still trying to determine where the gun came from. What the fuck? That is crazy. Yeah. Like, how the fuck does that shit happen? What wow. Fuck. Thank uh, God he didn't die. Yeah. Oh. Uh, our next story of the evening from themirror.co.uk. Woman fears she will be abducted by aliens after making nine UFO sightings. Now you got to hit like fucking 20 <laughs> before that happens, honey. Uh, a woman. A woman has seen so many UFOs that now she's now too scared to leave the house. And she fears she may be abducted. Sasha Christie, 51, saw her first unexplained phenomena when she was just seven years old. And since then, she's made a further eight sightings. The stay-at-home mom from Liverpool, Mercia, Merseyside, has seen lights flying across the sky and even had a joint encounter. No, that's a joint encounter is when you smoke something on so, uh, with some friends while on holiday in Wales in 1997. Now Sasha suffers from PTSD due to her experiences and is afraid every time she leaves the house, as she fears she may get abducted at any time. 
Sasha said, it's very hard to explain my encounters as it's hard for me to believe what I've seen. I've spent my whole life trying to think of other scenarios of things that it could be, but the only conclusion is that it's other life forms and UFOs. Looking at the sky, it scares me as I don't know what I'm going to see next. Sasha's sightings have occurred over many years, but her most terrifying experience happened when she was on holiday with her ex-partner Steve and his son and son Louis in the small town of Glen Syriog, Wales. Probably fucked that all up. She said, I saw Steve looking outside at the sky. I ran out there to see what was wrong. He was pointing at these fluorescent lights in the sky that seemed to be getting bigger the closer they moved towards us. As the clouds were so low, the shadows and shape of the UFO made it look like bright, rippling jellyfish in the sky. It was fascinating. That's when someone something reached out of the hedge and touched Louie's foot. After fearing for her son's safety, Sasha ushered her friends and family back inside the house before running back, incredulous to look at the lights in the sky once again. <clears throat> she said, I really couldn't believe it. I was in shock. Louis had told me that something had touched his foot, and I believed him, but I wanted to look at the lights more to understand what was going on. I wanted to look at the pretty lights. <laughs> I stood there for another minute or so when I suddenly heard something running barefoot in the mud behind me. All of a sudden, it bumped into me as it ran past and my chest exploded. Before I even realized what was happening, I was running back to the house in a panic and complete hysterical blindness. I couldn't see where I was going. I just knew I needed to run. After her terrifying ordeal, the mom of five have spent, has spent years searching for answers and clarification on what she saw. She attends yearly UFO conventions where people can share and talk about their experiences which she claims have helped her to come to terms with the idea of extraterrestrial life forms. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I I, I, I try not to be too, too judgmental. I, I want to be. Like, I want to be like, you full of shit. Right. In a lot of cases, that's the way I want to be. And I'm sorry that that's the case, folks, but I'm jaded. I, I'm admittedly jaded. I'm trying to be the shepherd, Ringo. I'm fucking trying to be the shepherd. <laughs> it's just not easy in this fucking, in this climate. In this world we live in where everybody hoaxes fucking everything. Well, and everything. And it's asking a lot. I mean, there's no, I don't. There's no wit other witnesses, like people around the area and, all, you know, all of her many encounters. There's never been, like, a cooperating witness. Well, she said she had a joint sighting. Well, yeah. But she also wasn't at the beginning. She said she had, like, nine. Yeah. <laughs> so. Since she was seven years old. So, I mean, I, I just don't know. Like, I these people who claim this crazy shit, I, you know, it's like people who claim that they habituate with Bigfoot. Right. Like, I see him all the time. All right. Where's your evidence? Show me some evidence. Oh, I can't take pictures of them. They don't like that. <laughs> really? Is that so? Like, I, I call bullshit. Every fucking time I call bullshit. Because it is. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't see that type. I, I don't see what the, the benefit is to anybody to making bullshit up and then, you know, when you get called out, like, because most of the time people do, you know, and there's some, some things where it's, you can't really because it's an experience, whatever. Um, but still it fucking Christ. I mean, I just look at that thing that happened with, uh, with Steve, with the fucking Norm Glasser shit, you know, guy seemed really genuine and boom. All it took was somebody just looking for that picture to find it and find out what it really was. And, you know, these people that can be totally believable are completely full of fucking shit. And it's sad. And it's sad that we just can't fucking have honest discussions about these things because people are liars. 
too often liars. <clears throat> anyway, on with our next story of the evening. From the New York Post again. Fucking New York Post tonight. Jesus. Astrophysicist believes alien tech may have crashed into the Pacific Ocean. A top scientist is plotting a mission to find what he believes is alien technology lying at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Controversial astrophysicist Avi Loeb, we love this guy on this program, by the way, uh, believes an interstellar object that crash-landed on Earth in 2014 was some form of spacecraft. A U.S. Space Command report released last week confirmed that the object was from another star system. The agency concluded that the projectile, which streaked across the sky off the coast of Manus Island, Papua New Guinea, was a meteor. Professor Loeb, however, is having none of it. He claimed on Wednesday that the object could have been built by extraterrestrials. Our discovery of an interstellar meteor heralds a new research frontier, the Harvard astronomer wrote in an essay for the debrief. The fundamental question is whether any interstellar meteor might indicate a composition that is unambiguously artificial in origin. Better still, perhaps some technological components would survive the impact. Professor Loeb has spent decades studying astronomy and more recently has trained his sights on the possibility that life exists beyond Earth. His bold claims frequently make headlines and he has faced criticism from others in his field over his outlandish extraterrestrial theories. Working with a student at Harvard, Professor Loeb was actually the astronomer who identified the object as interstellar a few years ago. The pair wrote a paper about it, but were instructed not to publish it because they used classified government data for their research. After the USSC confirmed their hunch on April 7th, Loeb is calling for an expedition to find whatever's left of the object. In his essay, he noted that a retrieval expedition could be achieved using scooping magnets to explore the 10 square kilometer region of the Pacific Ocean where the object is thought to have landed. My dream is to press some buttons on a functional piece of equipment that was manufactured outside of Earth, he added. The prolific astrophysicist is no stranger to controversy. I guess I shouldn't have left my window open tonight. Jesus Christ, but it was hot in here. Uh, he has produced provocative research on black holes, space radiation, the early universe, and other topics on his of his field. Over the past decade, his focus has been trained on a more contentious topic, the possibility that Earth has been visited by extraterrestrials. Professor Loeb has repeatedly claimed that Oumuamua, an interstellar object that zipped through the solar system in 2017, was technology sent by aliens. He doubled down on the heavily contested comments, which earned him headlights, headlines across the globe in a book published last year. What would happen if a caveman saw a cell phone, Loeb wrote? He's seen rocks all his life, and he would have thought it was just a shiny rock. He took fault with astronomers who argued that the object was a comet, saying it was akin to letting the familiar to letting the familiar to define what we might discover. Uh, many scientists have rubbished his outlandish claims, branding them cavalier and irresponsible. Loeb heads up the Galileo Project, which aims to establish a network of advanced telescopes that will scan the skies for alien life. Good old Avi Loeb. Fucking love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. Find me some fucking aliens, you smart motherfucker. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, Frank Smith, the woman who saw the aliens, she smoked joints and saw things. You, you absolutely heard that story correctly. Don't for a second think that I added that in there. <laughs> uh, God damn it. <clears throat> Yeah. Do we want to do one more news story tonight? No. Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it, Katie. We're doing one more. From space.com. The U.S. government reportedly proposed nuking the moon. Newly released documents reveal. What? The U.S. government now defunct Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or ATIP, spent millions of taxpayer dollars to research Bizarre experimental technologies such as invisibility cloaks, anti-gravity devices, traversable wormholes, and a proposal to tunnel through the moon with nuclear explosives, according to dozens of documents obtained by Vice.com. The documents, which include nearly 1,600 pages of reports, proposals, contracts, and meeting notes, reveal some of the stranger priorities of ATIP, a secretive Department of Defense program that ran from 2007 to 2012 but only became known to the public in 2017 when the program's former director resigned from the Pentagon. The year ATIP became synonymous with UFOs, 
thanks to several now infamous videos of unidentified aircraft moving in seemingly impossible ways that former director Luis Elizondo leaked to the press after his resignation. But the new documents suggest ATIP was up to more than just investigating reported UFO encounters. The entire cache of 51 documents obtained by Vice via a Freedom of Information Act request filed four years ago can be read here. That's a link. Uh, perhaps most intriguing among the documents are the several dozen defense intelligence reference documents, which discuss the viability of various advanced technologies. This includes reports on traversable wormholes, stargates, and negative energy, high-frequency gravitational wave communications, warp drive, dark energy, and the manipulation of extra dimensions, and many other topics that will sound familiar to fans of science fiction. And it goes on and on. But yeah, they wanted to nuke the fucking moon <laughs> to, to make a tunnel. What, what, what would this tunnel be for? Uh, maybe they're going to connect it to Elon Musk's tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know, Katie. I don't understand what they want to do in this government. I don't know. I guess fucking... it. It's not all that surprising. The only thing that was surprising to me was the timing of it. I would have expected an earlier date, like maybe the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. Not the 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there. I think that they're always trying to find new shit. Yeah. Always. Oh, and they're um, always doing weird, crazy ideas. Yeah. I almost got totally fucked up while I was reading one of those stories because you know how they have like videos on a lot of these news websites, right? Yeah. So I'm reading the story or I'm trying to like get through and there's a video of a kid falling out of a car. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to hold it together like <laughs> while I'm fucking reading this and not go, oh shit. <laughs> that was kind of fun. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So on to our main topic of the evening. Um, I, I did a bedtime story on, um, the, one of the encounters with the lizard man, uh, years ago. It's the one that I would call, um, like the, the, the litmus test for it, I guess, or the, the standard. Um, there, uh, it's, it's an interesting story for me because the, that particular sighting seems pretty legit. Yeah. Um, you know, the, you flash forward to, I don't know how many years ago it was now where there was like a, a, a big news story that the, the lizard man was seen. It was literally a dude in a rubber suit. It was yeah. very obvious. It was a dude in a rubber suit. Yeah. And they just threw pictures up on the internet to get some buzz about whatever. I can't remember what it it's was. It's been like a time. meme ever since, basically. Right. And anytime you bring up anything about the lizard man now, it's always that fucking goddamn rubber suit. <laughs> um. So it it's it's been the waters have been muddied. Yes, um, they have. But there was definitely a sighting that made sense at one point in time. And or sightings, I don't know. I know that there's this one sighting that I've looked into that you know, the kid seemed very credible. And um I, I would say that the evidence in that case suggests he saw something. Was it a lizard man? I don't know. But kid saw something. And he saw something that was pretty fucking weird. So I try to keep an open mind because I am a skeptical fuck. Um, but I like these stories. I've always liked these stories. Um, you know, I'm a fan of the fucking Mothman. Um, now do I th really think that there's a Mothman? Probably not. I don't know, but it's fun to talk about. Yeah. 
you know, and that's the thing. Like it's, th this is fun to talk about. It's fun to enjoy these topics. Um, and you know, lizard man is no different, uh, in my mind. It's just another one of those offshoot weird cryptids. It just happens to have a little more clout than like the Frogman. Frogman, you know, not so big. Not so big. He's like a lesser boss. Close by though. Yeah, close by. They could be buds. Could they could hang out. Yeah. So um I'm taking this from the uh cryptidsfandom.com. It's a wiki page. Um Many theories have presented in relation to the identity of lizardmen, theories such as living dinosaurs and even offshoots of evolution, in which the reptilian hierarchy continued to evolve along the same path as early primates. At one point in time, reptiles ruled the earth, and they weren't reptiles, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can, could we get over that? The idea that fucking dinosaurs were lizards? Yeah. They were fucking birds, early birds. Like I saw, I, I literally saw a picture of a fucking fossilized leg bone of a dinosaur. It looks like what I buy at Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding you people. Like, get over it. They had feathers. Yeah. Um, uh, da, 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 da. reptilian hierarchy continued to evolve around the same path as primates. At one point in time, reptilians ruled the earth. It's not out of the realm of possibility that the most dominant species on the planet continued to evolve in small numbers unseen by mankind. Although no reptilian species known to man have shown signs of such advanced evolution, the reptile is the oldest and most successful species on the planet and could hold secrets that have yet to come to light in Lee County, South Carolina. A strange reptilian humanoid was reported on several accounts. Uh, the Creek Indian legend. Creek were a Native American confederacy forming the largest division of the Muscogean family. I fucked that all up. I'll guarantee it. Primarily in Alabama, Georgia, and in South Carolina. They received their name from the English on account of the numerous streams in their country. According to Myths and Tales of the Southeastern Indians by John Reed Swanton in 1929, the creek encountered a human-sized lizard monster in the area. Several Indians were out together and formed a hunting camp. A hunter came back one evening and said, I have found a big bear tree. He told the rest of the hunters and they said to one another, Tomorrow morning we will set out, build a fire there, and smoke the she-bear out so that we can see her. They slept and next day started off and came to the place. When they got to where the big tree stood, it looked as if something lived there. And they said to one another, a bear surely lives there, lives here. <clears throat> so they started a fire under it. The smoke filled up the hollow inside. And soon a big lizard came out. The people saw it and ran away. The big, big lizard jumped down and gave chase. It ran along till it caught one of them and came back with him. It came with him to the big tree and threw him down into it. Then it chased another and did the same to each in turn. Overtook, caught, and brought him back. <clears throat> only one was left. It chased him, and after it had gone a long distance, overtook him and brought him back. When it was coming through a place where the trees were thick, a tiger or panther was lying asleep in it. And when the big lizard got there, the man, with the man, the panther awoke and jumped upon it. The lizard let the man go and jumped upon the panther in turn, and they began to fight. The man saw this, jumped up, ran away, and ran away. Of the people who had gone far away from their homes to hunt, only one came back. He told his people how big, how the big lizard had killed all the others. Or he killed a bunch of people. That's possible, too. Just saying. I hate to play devil's advocate with this shit. <laughs> I hate to totally ruin the story. But it's possible. Like, this shit happened forever ago. This dude could have gotten pissed off, killed a bunch of people that he knew. And then came back and said, yeah, it was a fucking lizard, man. Yeah, it was wild. It was fucking crazy, man. And then the fucking panther came and got into it. It's like a fucking, it's like King Kong. Like, it sounds like the fucking, it sounds like King Kong. Uh, so the lizard man escaped war. The first reported sighting of the creature was made by George Holloman Jr. in the fall of 1987. But it was the report of Christopher Davis, a 17-year-old local man, 
that made the lizard man famous. Davis said he encountered the creature while driving home from work at 2 a.m. on June 29, 1988. According to his account, Davis stopped on a road bordering Skateboard Swamp in order to change a tire which had blown out. When he was finished up, he reported having heard a thumping noise from behind him and having turned around to see the creature running towards him. Davis said the creature tried to grab at the car and then jumped on its roof as he tried to escape, clinging onto it as Davis swerved from side to side in an effort to throw it off. After he returned home, Davis' side view mirror was found to be badly damaged and scratch marks were found on the car's roof, though there was no other physical evidence of his encounter. I looked back and saw something run across the field towards me. It was about 25 yards away, and I saw red eyes glowing. I ran into the car, and as I locked it, the thing grabbed the door handle. I could see him from the neck down, the three big fingers, long black nails, and green rough skin. It was strong and angry. I looked in my mirror and saw a blur of green running. I could see his toes, and then he jumped on the roof of my car. I thought I heard a grunt, and then I could see his fingers through the front windshield where they curled around the roof. I sped up and swerved to shake the creature off. In the month that followed the Davis sighting, there were several further reports of a large lizard-like creature and of unusual scratches and bite marks found on cars parked close to the swamp. Most of these are said to have occurred within a three-mile radius of the swamps of Bishopville. At the time, local law enforcement officials reacted to the reports of the lizard man with a mixture of concern and skepticism stating that a sufficient number of sightings had been made by apparently reliable people for them to believe that something tangible was being seen, but also that it was likely it was more likely to be a bear than a lizard man. Two weeks after the Davis sighting, the Sheriff's Department made several plaster casts of what appeared to be three-toed footprints measuring some 14 inches in length, but decided against sending them to the FBI for further analysis after biologists advised them that they were unclassifiable. According to South Carolina Marine Resource Department spokesperson Johnny Evans, the tracks neither matched nor could be mistaken for the footprints of any recorded animal. Evans also dismissed the possibility that they could have been made by some form of mutated creature. The sightings attracted tourists interested in seeing the creature and hunters interested in tracking it and nearby radio station WCOS offered a $1 million reward to anybody who could capture the creature alive. However, reports of the creature began to decline at the end of the summer, with the last credible sighting of the year being reported in July. <clears throat> On August 5th, Kenneth Orr, an airman stationed at Shaw Air Force Base, filed a report with the police saying that he had encountered the lizard man on Highway 15 and that he had shot and wounded it. He presented several scales and a small quantity of blood as evidence. Orr recanted this account two days later when he was arraigned for unlawfully carrying a pistol and the misdemeanor offense of filing a false police report. According to Orr, he had invented the sighting in order to keep stories about the lizard man in circulation. <laughs> oh, God. And there's a few other, few other sightings out there. Um... But yeah, I mean, this is a fucking I, the the story of the kid, the seventeen year old kid. Yeah, that's the one that I like. Yes. Um, and they every account that I read on that said that they, you know, they the police really thought he was credible. You know. And I, I, it's, it's just one of those things that's weird. Like you've got somebody who is telling a credible story. He's saying that it looked like it had three fingers and it was green and scaly, you know, it jumped on the fucking roof of his car, uh, has damage to the car. It, it's it's one of those it's it's one of those stories that when I read about it and I start thinking about it like all the things that I know about it it starts to get scary. Yeah. So he's got some credible details that when you Dean hear Cooper, it, birds, dinosaurs are evolved from reptiles, and you know that for fact. <laughs> you know that for fact, Dean. You were there. 
This is the thing that I fucking can't stand about evolution. That I can't stand. We fucking try to act like we know. Yeah. And we don't. It always fucking changes. It always fucking changes. It's like this whole fucking... Yeah, I'm going to go off on a tangent now. God damn, I got to stop right now before I start screaming. <laughs> Holy fuck. Don't do it, Chris. Don't do it. <laughs> damn it, Dean, you fucking cunt. Hey, it is Dean. Uh, Maybe he was there, Chris. It's possible. He is, he is like a wizard. Dirt. <laughs> <sighs> Pretty sure he was present when Arthur removed the fucking sword from the stone. <laughs> <sighs> Anyhow. But yeah, I, I look at this lizard man sighting this particular one and I say there's something there. I don't know if it's a lizard man, um, but it, there's something. There's obviously something to that story. Um, and it's stuff like that that gets you know, caught up in the muddied waters of cryptozoology. And it ruins it. Like every time I see a hoax or, you know, somebody trying to pull one over or bullshit, and you're going to get that. You're going to get some of it anyway. But when it's so prevalent across the spectrum of people, you know, it, it just gets to a point where you're like, why? You know, it, it, you just want some type of consistency. And I guess the consistency in cryptozoology is that people suck. <laughs> yeah for sure you know i mean what 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 other fucking conclusion can i come to because by and large they suck yeah because if you look at the big picture of this one you can weed through like okay there was a lot of hysteria after the first initial thing but if you like hone in on his story and maybe even that older guy's story like there's some like intriguing things to consider. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's definitely something to to look at here. There was one of them, one of the two claimed to have scales. That one was fake. Was it? Okay. Yeah, that was uh so I'll go back um let me go back up here. I'll go to it. Yeah, Kenneth Thor um or recanted his account two days later when he was yeah. arraigned for unlawfully okay. carrying a pistol yeah he said right. he was just trying to keep it in circulation that's right so. he was i couldn't remember which one of them claimed to have the scales <laughs> yeah and there were listen there were other sightings beyond that kid and the dude who lied right um but the kids sighting is the one that i always go back to yeah um, it's intriguing yeah i because i actually did some some pretty in-depth research on it back when I did the, the bedtime story on it and everything that I could find said that this kid seemed really, really credible, you know? And I'm just like, Oh, I, 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 I want to believe, you know, yeah. I, I want to fucking believe now. Now do I want to go outside and run into the fucking lizard man? No, no, I would shit my pants <laughs> or, or I don't know, maybe not shit my pants. I would be scared as fuck. That's all I can tell you. Um, I jump when somebody comes around the corner and I don't notice. Them. <laughs> right. You know, I see a fucking lizard, man. I'm a fucking freak. Oh, yeah. So I don't want to run into it, but I think it would be very cool if we were to find out that these stories have legitimacy. Yeah. You know, have truth. Um, what is this thing or what was this thing? Um, yeah. Is it still around? You know, those are questions that I would want answered. You know, it, it what the fuck did this kid see? Yeah, what the did fact the that he insisted it was green. That's kind of what got me. Like you don't see green things. Yeah. And, with as if you roll with the idea that he was credible and that this thing like grabbed at his car door, he was that close to it and he insists it was green. Like, okay, what is green and has an appendage that they can grab your car door with? Like, that is crazy to consider. Yeah, it's very crazy to consider. 
It's not, it's, it, 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 it starts to make your head spin. Yeah. You know, cause they go, Oh, well it was probably a bear. All right. Well, if that kid was that close to it, even if it was a bear with mange, yeah, I don't think that he would, I don't think, yeah, exactly. I don't think that he would, uh, he would make that big of a jump. Right. Like I, I just don't. The only thing that popped into my head, and I don't lend it any credibility, but like, is bears getting like covered in moss a thing? Like, if they did have mange and they, like, I don't know, uh, could they have like a moldy, mossy thing growing on them? I don't know. That's really crazy the, and weird. The but. only other thing that I could think of would be is if it was a bear with mange and somehow it was covered in like scabs. Yeah. And the light hit it in just a a certain way. Right. Yeah. But, but I it, feel like even that is reaching, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and like I said, it still doesn't explain the fact that he saw this three fingered. Right. Hand. In more um, than two things too. It wasn't just one time that he saw a three fingered hand. He noted that it was three fingered when it grabbed his car door and when it was reaching over his windshield. So this is like twice that he noted that. Right. Like so those it, things really stand out when you're listening to this. Like, oh my gosh, if we're going to roll with this, like, wow, these are like big details. Yeah. Is it the, like I said, this is why I like this sighting or this yeah. encounter. I, I, I give this one some credibility, you know, and <clears throat> as with anything, I give it credibility with a grain of salt. Um, you know, I, I wasn't there. Right. I didn't fucking see it. Um, I don't know. I'm just going based on, you know, the evidence that's presented. Uh, and when it comes to this one, I really like it. I like the, I like the, the way it was laid out. Uh, the people that the police that took his, statement they said he fucking sounded really credible and again i go back to the fucking norm glasser thing norm glasser sounded really credible so anything can be horse shit but if i'm going to give something some credibility that is related to the lizard man this is going to be the one you know do you remember from any of your past research so this kid was 17 when this happened. Has there been any, has he resurfaced and like retold his story as an adult? And I haven't, I have not looked into that. I just thought of that. I'm like, I'm curious if he's ever resurfaced and be like, yeah, no, this is, this is legit. <laughs> yeah. Cause a lot of people do. Right. A lot of people do, but I wonder, I'll, I'll have to look into that uh, for some like future, future revisiting of yeah. the lizard man. I like, I might um, look into that now too. I'm curious. Uh, but that, but if, but it, like I said, if I go, if I'm talking about the lizard man, his sighting is the one it's, it's the, it's the standard for me. You know, that's the one, the other ones. I mean, yeah, they might have some credibility or whatever, but that's the one for me. Um, and listen, I, I'm not a guy who goes, there's definitely lizard men out there. They're fucking there, man. Fucking reptilians. They're running the fucking government. I'm not that guy. Like, I've, I'm so fucking skeptical about shit. Now, do I believe that the government lies to us? Absolutely. Absolutely. All the time. <laughs> Daily. Um, so... T take it as you will, people. It, you know, w traverse these waters, I guess, with an open yet skeptical mind. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no other way to do it. it, it these topics, if you want to fucking delve into them, you've got you've to gotta, uh, not suspend disbelief because that's not the right term. You have to be open. But at the same time, you have to be skeptical because you have to, to to look at it rationally. I don't think enough people look at this these topics rationally, um, as well as open-minded. Um, Dean, you might be right. A lot of politicians do act like reptilians. And they do. 
if I'm going to pick out one in particular, it would be Mitch McConnell. But maybe more like an amphibian than a <laughs> than a lizard. I've got a few or, guesses, but I'll keep them to so myself. <laughs> there's a couple other ones too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you peel back Nancy Pelosi's face. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my one, Chris. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> that fucking woman, she disgusts me. <sighs> like, like, listen, when you've turned into a handbag, it's time to stop being in government. That's all I got to say. When you look like the thing that you carry your money around in, it's time to stop. Go back to California. Oh, anyhow, we have cryptids in the fucking capital. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, anywho, ladies and gentlemen, that's our fucking show for the night. Um, we hope you liked it. Uh, as always... Uh, go subscribe to the podcast uh, at anchor.fm forward slash the 40 and slip. The, we have all the links to uh, the different podcast services are there. Uh, downloaded at any one of them. iTunes, Stitcher, um, Spotify, fucking whatever. Wherever you want to download it. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. If you're a fan, if you listen to it live, you know, still subscribe. Give us the fucking hits, people. We love it. We love that shit. Um, hoping to see something from uh, Fred. Have not seen anything on the artwork um, yet. Uh, but um, within... Hoping within a couple of weeks here, I hear something from him about it. I just spoke to him earlier today. Uh, he didn't give me any update or anything. But I did clear with him... Um, I spoke about having... Uh, artist MJ Hiblin do the cryptids playing poker. And that is going to happen. Um, I've already talked to him about commissioning it. And I've sent him the the piece that you see. The, it's on the screen. It's blocked by Katie and I. But I've sent him that image um, and told him that I want him to do his take on it. Um, I also told him there's different versions of dogs playing poker that he could, you know, take a look at and maybe he liked a little better um so that is definitely going to happen i told him that i just want to wait until i get uh fred's stuff done and then i will um give him the go-ahead to start on the project so i'm hoping that those will be wrapped up here pretty soon because that would be fucking great um and next week the return of Bronx Johnny. Monday night, we will have uh, Bronx Johnny on the show. You can check him out over at the gasdigitalnetwork.com. Uh, check out the High Society radio show. The Him, Chris Fega, and uh, Chris Stanley. Great guys. Uh, we've had Fega on the show. Love to get Stanley on. Stanley the fucking riot. But uh, I've been I, I've listened to him for years on Ron and Fez. And then now on the Bennington show. Um, but uh, yeah, I talked to Johnny. He's busy this week, so he couldn't do it this week. But he said that next Monday, 7 p.m., he is definitely, definitely down. And uh, as always, uh, if you like the show, if you enjoy the show, go to facebook.com forward slash the 40 and slip. That's where I post all the bullshit, the memes, the crap. I bitch a lot. Uh, people seem to enjoy that. I I got like over 300 likes on my last bitch session. So <laughs> doing something right. Oh God! I like who I had a woman come into onto a post, and it was about uh, a dude going to hell and seeing the devil, and he's like, "Hey, you know, you fucking hooves clop. Can you do that thing like in fucking Monty Python?" <laughs> You know, everybody laughed. And this woman comes in and posts this thing about how Jesus loves you. And quotes scripture. And I'm like, just please don't. Just stop. This isn't the fucking place for that. I've said that a million times on my like page. You know, that I don't want to 
talk about politics on this page. I don't want to talk about religion. I don't want to talk about things that, you know, race. Like, let's stay away from those arguments, you know. Now, do I want people bashing people for race and or religion? No, I don't want that shit either. Um, but just stay away from those fucking topics on the fucking page. And she immediately goes to the free speech argument. It's like, no, you cunt. It's not about free speech. It's about reading the fucking room. Yeah. Like, this isn't the place for it. You have the right to freely speak about God all you want just not here you want to go on the fucking street corner i'm sure you'll have to get a permit because that's usually required if you're in public you'll have to go get a permit so it's not exactly free you gotta pay for it a little bit but you're free to just spew your bullshit as a matter of fact in the town that i used to live in this guy and i'm pretty sure he doesn't have a permit sits on the corner with a sign and a bible in his hand Every day. You're welcome to do that. You're just not welcome to do it on my like page. Just like you're not welcome to come in my house and do it. Just like if I had a bunch of friends over, you're not allowed to come barrel assing into my house and talk about Jesus. Because that's just rude. So... I I, uh, I had to uh, call out a bitch for that. and Then I got <clears throat> read the riot act because I was just calling attention to it. You know, so that I could have everybody rally to my cause. And I'm like, no, it's because I just want people to cut the shit. And I figure maybe if I call enough people out, people will stop. But this is the internet and I should know better. <clears throat> so... But I'm still going to continue to call people out. So, fuck you. That's all I got to say. Uh, so, next week, we will have uh, Bronx Johnny. I'm working on something for him. Uh, something fun. I have not quite decided what I'm going to do yet. But uh, I'm trying to figure out something fun. Some type of fun topic we can do with Johnny. Um, and uh, beyond that, I don't know. But, uh, folks, give us some love. Go out and subscribe to the goddamn podcast. You know, go fucking like the like page. Follow the like page. And fucking get this fucking train moving, will you? For fuck's sake. Until next week. See ya!